You've probably heard of a sales funnel. Essentially, candidate buyers, which are called leads, get tipped in the top of the funnel and move down it, getting closer and closer to actually buying your goods or services. Only a fraction of those leads tipped in at the top come out of the bottom as buyers. The size of this fraction is very important. The bigger, the better, as it means your funnel is more efficient. Despite the apparent complexity of managing a sales funnel, there is probably only one thing most impacting this conversion rate. Listen in for more. Hello, I'm Scott Williams, founder of ProfitSavvy.org. When you have a medical problem, you go to a doctor and she asks you to describe the symptoms. Based on this, you get offered a treatment for what ails you. At ProfitSavvy, we use the same approach. Our diagnostic menus on the website quickly lead you to suggested remedies for whatever issues you are facing in your business. This saves you an enormous amount of time wading through books trying to find a treatment for your business's particular issues. Our focus is on owner-operators and middle management of larger businesses. We assume you have the necessary technical skills, so we focus on helping with management issues. In this podcast series, we touch on the most popular issues from our website. Managing a sales funnel is a big job. Even in a small business, it can take a lot of the owner's time to do properly. In a large business, it will have a team of specialist staff and managers. But the dynamics are the same. Because the sales funnel is so important, Profit Savvy makes quite a few suggestions on strategy impacting the sales funnel. The steps in any sales funnel are firstly, lead generation, finding people to tip in at the top of your funnel. For example, Profit Savvy offers 40 marketing channels that you can select from in order to boost your lead generation. The second step is lead qualification, where you can assign points for each interaction you have with the lead and move those most engaged with your business further and further up the potential sales list. Depending how you store your information, marketing and automation can help with this. The third step is sales conversion, which is the actual purchase stage and is, of course, mission critical. But there's also a couple of valuable post-purchase stages. The first of these is retention. This covers the steps that you need to take to encourage customers to repeat purchase your goods or services. And finally, the last step is advocacy. This step tries to get your customers to give you testimonials and to tell others of their positive experience. This is a very powerful marketing tool. With all those steps and technology, there's no wonder that the sales funnel looks very daunting. But at any point in time, there's probably only one place that's worth your maximum attention. Only having to do one thing at a time makes it a bit more manageable. We tend to think of the sales funnel as looking like a water glass, a bit bigger at the top than at the bottom and smoothly tapering sides. But more likely, it looks like a wine glass with a wide top than a narrow stem at some point down the funnel. Where it changes to the narrow stem is the bottleneck or constraint of your sales funnel. Think for a moment of an hourglass. 
Only a certain amount of sand gets through the pinched waste of the hourglass, no matter how big the sand reservoir above the constraint is. This is known as the theory of constraints, or TOC, and we write about it a lot in Profit Savvy because it is so important. Our sales funnel constraint can be at any of the stages mentioned above, but most likely at one of the lead qualification, sales conversion, or repeat purchase stage. Because only a limited proportion of the people in the funnel stages above the constraint will get through the pinch point of the constraint, the sales conversions will never be more than what can get through the constraint. So your possible sales are governed by the constraint. Let's go back to our wine glass shaped sales funnel. Because sales can never be greater than what gets through the constraint, that is the one place where we should focus what time and other resources we have to get the most benefit. The more we can reduce the adverse impact of the constraint, the more sales we're likely to make. Spending time elsewhere than the constraint is a profit-damaging case of local optima that we spoke about in podcast 16. Most likely, as you improve the existing constraint and open up more flow through the funnel, the constraint will move to another location in the funnel. So you also need to move your attention to the new constraint now that you have streamlined the original one. Our goal is to have our funnel looking like a water glass, not like a wine glass, and we do this by systematically removing the constraints and widening each stage. No matter if you are doing the sales and marketing process yourself, or if you are a senior manager with a sales and marketing team, the constraint always needs your attention if your business is to maximize sales. Read more on Sales Funnel, the Theory of Constraints, and Local Optima Problems in Profit Savvy Online.